0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JC has opened its doors for another day, so it's time for the opening with Nick Kunzer from Sandman Private Wealth. And Nick, I don't know if you're a fan of that film Groundhog Day. I could never watch it. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I, I understand the principle of it, but it seems like Groundhog Day. I wake up every morning and I see the S&P and the NASDAQ futures at all-time record highs and then it carries on in the real session it closes at all-time record highs and i ask people like yourself clever people why and they say mm. i don't really know lindsay can you change that groundhog day today please
1: oh morning lindsay it's 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 difficult i mean i i, I started off my morning sort of um, meeting before i speak to you with those exact words another day another record um You know, the S&P up again, 3,431. What's the difference? Okay, let me change the metric slightly from the normal ground. But yes, we did have um, Apple pointing to basically leading to another new high. Uh, That that in Apple is now 7% of the index. So that closed up 1.2%. That market cap now 2.1 trillion dollars. Um, and trades in a Ford P of thirty-four, so not so getting more and more expensive. But if I change the ground herd rhetoric slightly, we had a bit of a wider rally yesterday. We had shares like Delta Airlines or, or Cruise Owner Carnival. Right. We had a retailer called Coles. They were all up more than seven percent, also Boeing up about three percent, some oil majors. So I'm gonna slightly, slight different rhetoric this morning in that in that the, the, the it felt like the rally. Certainly, it was a little bit more broad-based. Look, if this, if this rally has to, it needs to carry on, and if we have to continue into, into higher levels, then the broader market needs to rise with it. Because we know, and we've been speaking about it with yourself and David, that whatever the number was, you know, the major, majority of S&P 500 shares are actually down and up uh, sort of 53% like some of the, uh, the fangs are. So, that's what we need next if we want to change this rhetoric. But uh, yesterday, another day, another record.
0: Yes, indeed. And long may it continue. Hopefully, it's creating wealth not just for the people at the top, you know, the Bezoses and the gates, of, mm. the gates' of this world, but it's, hopefully it's um, for pension funds and mutual fund holders and everybody else. Hopefully, it is doing that. Hopefully, these are widely held stocks that are driving the market and everyone's going to mm. have a bit of a bonanza, as long as it's not Donald Trump uh, benefiting from it. Uh, then it's all fine by me. What about the JSC this morning? Before we look at the numbers, what's the mood? Mm. Also buoyant.
1: Mixed. Mixed, I would say. It was more positive than negative, um, but uh, quite a mixed picture. Yesterday, when we were looking at indices, I mean, there was not one indice in the red. But this morning, it's a a little bit more different. We've got uh, certainly, it feels like the banks are sort of softening a bit off their strong rally. I mean, they've been strong the last few days with that stronger rand, so they're a little bit softer. But um and also some industrials industrials are a little bit firm this morning um but more broader based but it is a bit of a mixed picture this morning and uh you know this, again there's lots of earnings and lots of stuff coming up this week so it feels like a bit of a pause this morning
0: all right let's have a look at the uh, stock exchange news service first before we look at the uh, numbers any announcements because it's been a really busy week and some interesting mm. uh trading updates operational updates and also results what about this morning
1: Yep, there was plenty on the diary this morning, came out fast and furious from sort of 7 o'clock. We had had Italtal, really nice set of numbers, actually. I mean, this was one of these small caps I don't really look at, Uh, but coming out of the headline earnings per share down 22%, which – is down, but certainly not nowhere near the 40s and 50s we've seen from other companies in South Africa. And and what I'm quite impressed are they're paying a dividend. Yeah, nice, a nice divvy too, which is nice to see, 10 cents per share. So nice to see them paying a dividend. Uh, obviously there's so few on the JSC are doing it. And then when Imperial Logistics, uh, unfortunately, they're the other way. No dividend declared this time around. But it uh, didn't look too bad either. I mean, revenue up 5%. and Hips were down 65, which is what you expect from industrials.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: I mean, finally, there was one other. I'm trying to find out what it was. Um, there was another one coming out earlier this morning. So it was, but it's been quite a busy morning. And then we've already had – oh, Lewis Group. That was Lewis Group, uh, the retailer.
0: Yes. Yeah, so um, I've got They masked. were saying
1: revenue was actually up 5%. Yeah.
0: Okay, I've got uh, Master Drilling. Um, they came out at, um, at 7.05. Mm. Sassel came out with his annual report on Form 20F and post-effective amendment to Sassel's Form F3 shelf registration statement. That must be fascinating reading, actually. 3.4% higher, the share price. Imperial Logistics, Lewis Group, Itel Tile, uh, Ned Bank changes to the CFO, that sort of thing. So, yeah, that, uh, mm. the corporate world is with the June end uh, stuff going on. Is quite interesting. Um, right. Let's have mm. a look
1: at- Plus, to throw in the fact, we also had, if we look across the pond, we had, uh, well, not across the pond, but across the med, across the Mediterranean from us, or from yes. me anyway, uh, German GDP numbers out this morning. That was the big data print for the day. And? So that GDP contracting by 9.7% in the second quarter, which was slightly better. The mark was looking for 10.1%. Um, but, of course, as we know, these things, Lindsay, that I mean, this is backward looking. It's in the rearview mirror, but still a little bit of a better spit on the, on the European markets off the back of that.
0: Very good. OK, the spot prices, first of all. I think the theme of the weeks, the short week so far, in fact, it's, and the end of last week, is the rand uh, breaking. Uh, it's gone from 19 to 18 to 17 uh, to 16. Let's see if it's uh, managed to maintain that jolly good form. And indeed, it has. The dollar rand is 1687 the british pound against the rand is 2210 the euro rand is 1994 having been 2090 not that long ago uh, euro dollar more or less unchanged actually slightly weaker dollar slightly stronger euro 118.20 uh, the gold price is 1934 down four dollars an ounce uh, the buffett rally continuing to uh, look a little bit limp at the moment the platinum price is 934 which is up 34 dollars an ounce and palladium is what nick Palladium
1: is up a quarter percent, not doing as well, but still six dollars higher, two thousand one hundred and sixty six dollars per ounce.
0: Crude oil has been gratifyingly quiet for the last uh, couple of weeks. It's uh West Texas today is down a fraction, Brent crude is up a fraction, forty two fifty one and forty five twenty four, respectively. On on those two things, what about last night in the States? Uh, Just describe it, just give us those numbers before we go to the futures. Yeah,
1: you know, so as you said, another day, another record. But uh, hmm. So we had uh, the S&P 500 on a new record up 1%. The Dow Jones up 1.4%, uh, incidentally finishing above 28,000 for the first time in six months, closing at uh, 28,308. That Dow Jones, the only one that isn't back at an all-time high, it's currently 4.2% away from its FEB record, closing high. And I imagine it's only a matter of time before we do hit that number. Uh, NASDAQ 0.6% higher. That was a new record as well. And as I said uh, a little earlier on, it was quite broad-based. Apple hitting a new high, Tesla hitting a new high. Um, And the S&P has actually climbed for four consecutive weeks. So it has wiped out the remainder of these steep losses. Uh, caused by the coronavirus is now uh, it's about 57 percent up from the lows hit in March
0: uh, let's talk about uh, influences today before we get on to the movers on the JSC and of course everyone obsessed with the Republican Party National Convention which kicked off last night Mr. Trump was just going there to say thank you very much I accept your nomination but he r- managed to rant on for 52 minutes not incoherently, not as incoherently, <laughs> but he instead of just saying oh, "Thank you very much" and let's get on with uh, the rest of my family who are going to talk. The only one that's not talking is Baron, who's fourteen, and the only reason he's not talking is because <laughs> Donald Trump is jealous of him because he's taller than he is. So. <laughs> but anyway, he's probably clever. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> It's very difficult not to be cleverer than uh, the old man. But yeah, he, he went on and on and on for 52 minutes and he received rave reviews. But again, he was, let's say, embellishing the truth a little bit. He was a little bit economical with the truth on certain issues, Nick.
1: Yeah, look, he's, we got, unfortunately we've got to basically uh, stomach him for another three days. That convention lasting for four days. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, he obviously, as you said, he accepted his renomination for his party to run for a second term. Should he get, uh, should he get uh, nominated again? But um, another one, that we haven't actually mentioned it, but uh, another big event for me this week is the yearly Jackson Hole gathering of central bankers.
0: Yes, the virtual so one. Yes. Mm. mm
1: But that's a biggie, hey? So we. I think, you know, there's been a. I mean, you can, you can hear all different sides of the story, but I mean, I, I think it's generally accepted, Lindsay, that a lot of this rally is due to the fact of the liquidity that central bankers have, have, have literally pumped into this market and, and supports it, rightly or wrongly, but a lot of it is due to what they've done and their quantitative easing policies. So, I think there's quite a you know quite a big impetus on this Jackson Hole meeting this year, and I think uh, you should watch the headlines coming out of that. It could set the tone for the next couple of weeks
0: I think what we 're going to do is also it 's not for now, but we 're going to have a a round mm. a round table discussion with with various people, whether it be brokers like yourself or investors like yourself um, economists um, people like David Shapiro, Wayne McCurry, people like magda vichtka i 'm going to get her on, onto mm. the round table because. You were talking about lumber the other day, and I thought, well, why is lumber doing what it's doing? And there was an article in the Telegraph this morning of all places, yeah, talking about fiction. lumber yeah. futures, and it's saying it's not just the supply side drive, it's also the demand side, because people mm. are staying at home, and um, I don't know, I've never put up, I've put up a shelf in my life. I don't know, I would, if someone said to me, Lindsay, go and buy some, some wood from the local hardware uh, shop and put up <coughs> a shelf, I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't know where to start. But apparently there are a lot of people that are doing that so diy demand is also driving number. these are the themes that will come out of this national and international health crisis it's quite extraordinary we exactly it's it is quite extraordinary they're coming out of the woodwork pardon the pun every single day these the new pun, yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and you've and you've made the point uh, um, once or twice as well as like are we going to con- see see this continuation of um the likes of apple pushing higher um i mean i sent you a note this morning Uh, regarding, uh, it was a commentary saying, you know, people now literally would rather value their iPhone more than they value a new car or a new house. Is that likely to continue when we open up the other side, we don't know, but there's certainly been some significant trends. The DIY trend—I completely missed that. I mean, I keep an eye on all the futures markets, and, I'm, and you know, that mm-hmm. lumber future contract sort of jumped up at me. But as you said, not just about supply constraints. Although there were supply constraints with regards to the the transport of of lumber, apparently uh, between countries is not that easy at the moment. But uh, yeah, more and more people putting up sheds and fences, who <laughs> don't know what, but <laughs> but a real. And a fishery of it, so it always reminds me that in the trading environments and I've always been a trader um, I've always been a trader and it's, uh, it's always reminded me that uh, somewhere someone is making money there's always something moving there's a price moving somewhere from a supply and demand. And, Number was
0: the latest The other article I sent you this morning it sort of lends itself to on, online shopping and we you, you say, is Amazon mm. and the other online shopping portals um, or platforms are they going to continue to gain momentum from from what we 're all enduring at the moment, and even when it 's gone, maybe we just we 've just changed our habits, but Japanese credit card companies have run out of numbers because so many people have applied for for credit cards in order to online shop and they've run out of numbers i don't didn't i didn't read the whole article and i got a bit confused i was on a train this morning but it just it just shows you that that trend is also very very well entrenched
1: no massively, and, and you know we, we've made the comment a few times that you know i think a lot of these trends were we were heading this way you know the ability to get stuff delivered to home certainly the the idea of zoom sort of becoming more and more prevalent in 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 our working lives um maybe different trends with with how we you know how how we sort of trade online as well and a few different things that we were heading that way originally uh, and this coronavirus and, and this worldwide pandemic, all it's done is just accelerate that trend. Mm. Um, the, the question is which – I get the distinct impression there are some that are going to come out the other side and are going to be bigger, stronger, and more dominant while others are going to fall by the wayside. And I don't know if that's a healthy healthy environment. But for now, it certainly looks like we, we're sort of heading that way um, with some of these trends are going to be entrenched for for the foreseeable
0: future. Yes, indeed. I think of it as a shark, you know, a shark, a huge shark like Amazon swimming along, and there's other little fish that come along and uh, feed off the shark because the shark has got little bits that need to be taken off its skin. And the, the little the little fish do well, the shark does well. And I think the same thing is going to happen. There will be niche online retailers that will do incredibly well, not the giants that the Amazons and others are, but and Alibaba's, etc. But other industries will be spawned because of what we're seeing and the the next trend will be to identify which ones they are and if they're going to list
1: no definitely i actually saw an article in ft this morning on on the financial times um and i'm not sure which it was one of the retailers out out of the uk um i can't remember exactly which one it was but obviously saying that they were going to employ fifteen thousand people I think it was Tesco. It might have been
0: Tesco. It they was Tesco. It, it was sixteen thousand. It was sixteen thousand people, and yeah, it was 16, Tesco. Th-
1: yeah, purely on the advent of of the demand they've seen from people ordering at home, uh, and they've sort of broad-based, sort of um, employing at all different sectors of the management level, and, and that's a very big positive. Um, and so, yes, there is space for for life. For uh, I mean, look, Tesco is a bit of a giant in its own right, yeah. but certainly nothing near an Amazon. But still nice to see that it can compete. So, yes, yeah, so, I mean, that is, that's healthy competition, I think.
0: On the JSC this morning, Italtal up 4 and 2 thirds percent. Outron haven't seen that for a while, up 3 and 3 quarters. Absa Group is up 3.1 percent. People just saying, well, we don't care if you're not paying a dividend. We don't care that your results are rubbish. It's all uh, in in the price already. Equitas up 2 and is, uh, 2 thirds percent. Sassel is point. win and that has gone suddenly close to 150 having been in Hmm. the 120s a couple of days ago that has been a a quiet little slow burner telcom though uh, down three percent kumba i know i still hate that one kumba iron ore down two and a half old mutual down two and a quarter northern platinum down 1.6 pan-african resources uh, one and a half percent downer anything outside of those nick
1: No, just to summarise, though, there's no real, real trend on the ups or the downs today. It is is a bit of a mixed bag. And after yesterday's volume of of just managing to get to 18 billion, I hope today's a little bit better. Mm. But uh, certainly the news flows fast and furious, and uh, and this rand is one to watch. Keep an eye on these rand hedges. I mean, 18, uh, 16.85 now against the dollar. So Mm. rand is very, very strong.
0: It's Tuesday, of course, because every day just follows on from the next day. I keep forgetting what day it is, but it's Tuesday today. So tonight we'll have the um, five o'clock shadow double uh, doubleheader dream team with Nick Kunza and David Shapiro. Plus, of course, incorporating my disastrous uh, Tuesday's trade. But I'm going to I'm going to claw it all back. I need some advice this evening. Nick, thank you so much for your time this morning. That was the opening. Nick Kunza is some Sun and Private Wealth. And as I said, he'll be back with me and David Shapiro at five o'clock this evening for the five o'clock shadow.